Shut up and sit down. Welcome to Norwood Long Room with Poison and Beegs. Say hi, Beegs. How are you, mate? Yeah, very well, brother. Good to hear. Um, the program's all about reading out results, keeping everyone informed as to what's going on around the club events-wise, and then we get to do a Poison on the Couch where we interview one of our current or past players. I'll, I think I'll do the girls' results. Thanks, Beggs. Uh, first, first game, we played Heatherdale. They posted uh, six for 111. Uh, best bowling figures, M. Cook, three for 11. That's pretty impressive. Uh, and then we ended up posting eight for 93. So the girls just lost out there. Second game, girls played Warrenwood. Uh, Warrenwood posted seven for 84. Well, let's have a look who bowled well. Oh, Cookie again. M. Cook, two for four. Very impressive. Uh, and then we went out and had a bat, and we posted three for 112. Uh, who top scored there? Um, S. Barnes, top scored. Well done. Very impressive. And the girls had a win, so that's even better. Okay, Beegs, well, you might as well start us off, mate. How'd the under-12s go? Yep, so the under-12s play a mini... Uh, under-10s, mate, not the under-12s. They play a mini-bash. So round one, they had South Croydon, and the South Croydon side folded. Just lack of numbers. Not a strong club like us. <laughs> uh, the second week, they played Warrenwood Hammerhead Sharks. And when they played them, obviously no result, because cricket's the winner. They uh, probably made more runs in the opposition. Which I heard was we won. We won, yeah. Basically, we won. <laughs> Um, and round three, they had South Croydon again, which, again, they folded. So this week, the boys look forward to playing Croydon Rangers at uh, Mullum at 5pm. Beautiful. Well done, boys. All right, Poison, let's have a quick look at the under-12 sixes, which is coached by our own Brownlow. Uh, week one saw them playing a Templeton side, a strong Templeton side too. Uh, Templeton managed to put two for 80 on the board And our boys just narrowly missed it With Roman top scoring Which was good to see And Smitty getting a couple of wickets Nice Smitty, nice Romo He's a superstar young Smitty uh, Week two saw them play East Ringwood Which the boys really stuck the sword in And bowled them out oh, Not bowled them out Seven for 33, apologies And then uh, our boys two for 59 So we got the win on that one Quite convincingly, one by eight wickets uh, round three, we saw Warren Dyte at Warren Dyte on the biggest ground in the comp. Uh, the boys managed to put on three for 107. Oh, nice. While restricting Warren Dyte to one for 79. So, haven't got uh, any results. Oh, we do have results. Um, young Brownlow did well himself with 22, not out. And Young Field, 25. Well done, out. better Brownlow. <laughs> All right, Poison, do you want to have a look at the under-12 threes, mate? So Yeah, mate, uh, the, the Nord boys ended up playing uh, Lillardale, Um and Lillardale posted uh, four for 71, um, and our Nord boys ended up getting them six for 89, and we had a top scorer of Van Gestel on 22, which is very impressive. Let me uh, have a look Hugo, at bowling figures. Um, just quickly, who took the wickets? 
Uh, two. O'Brien. Two for five. Well done. Uh, round two, we ended up playing Ainsley Park. And Norwood posted eight for 65. And then Ainsley Park um, ended up chasing it down six for. So... That's a bit of a, a bit of a loss there, but that's all good. Had the boys go round three, mate. Um, yep, I'll just get that up, mate. <laughs> round three, uh, we played South Croydon. Oh, rival. Yep, um, and we ended up uh, South Croydon posted six for forty-three, and Norwood ended up replying none for one hundred and three. So we fairly got them done. Did on a bit. Fourteen ones. Uh, round one, Norwood played North Ringwood. Ooh. North Ringwood. Um, it was a tight loss, unfortunately, for the boys. We posted three for 128. Uh, B. O'Reilly, top scorer, 39. And North Ringwood replied with four for 137. Harry Shears got two for 26. I'm sure the boys will bounce back. Uh, off to round two. Uh, we played Mitchum. And Mitchum posted a score of all at 53. And B. Harwood, 2 for 12. Impressive. I like that. Uh, and then Norwood replied with 4 for 1, 4, 5. And NG Finn, 48, retired. Off 30 balls as well, mate. That's he uh, whacked it around. Retire on 50, champ. Uh, okay, off to <laughs> round three. Uh, and we played Croydon Rangers. We posted 9 for 2, 3, 2. L. Miller, 57 not out. It's impressive. Well done, young man. He dug us out of a hole, that young man. He was uh, batted really well. That's very impressive. Uh, Croydon Rangers replied 7 for 229. Um, and B.R. Raleigh, 3 for 46. Well done. Just want to uh, quickly mention Benny Harwood and young Jack O'Conroy. Did uh, They both dug us out of a bit of a hole. The boys went uh, pretty hard, the Croydon Rangers kids, and both spinners came on and... Bold end-to-end and really tightened down the score. Round four was a washout for the boys. So we'll move on to uh, under-14 fives. Uh, Round one, they played St Andrews Blue. And we ended up posting a score of four for 79. Uh, Top score, 16 for Riley. Uh, And then we go on to the first innings of St Andrews. And they replied with one for 109. Um, who bowled well in there? Um, a. Brown got a wicket. A. Brownie. So, very good. We'll move on to round two. So, round two, we had uh, Vermont, which we've got a very good long history of beating Vermont. This is, I think, the first time we've played them. <laughs> uh, the boys were all out for 84, but uh, managed to restrict Vermont to nine for 55. So, our boys' top score was young Kelly, which uh, is the coach's son, probably Ooh, batting a bit higher there. Better Kelly. Definitely, definitely the better Kelly. Uh, and then the boys managed to restrict Vermont and the best bowling figures from what I've sort of seen here. Everyone was pretty tight, but uh, you'd have to go with Riley. Two for seven off his two overs, which is pretty handy. Very good. Moving on to round three, uh, Norwood played Churnside Park. We ended up posting a score of nine for 179. Um, who top scored near our pair of 34s between Knight and Riley? Well done, boys. So, no, at the top order there. Um, and then Churnside Park replied for nine for 176. Ooh, tight one. Um, bowling fingers. Let's have a bit of a look here. We've got a 
Forfa. Oh, look at that. Forfa 29. That's very good by Brown. Brownie again. Um, and then on to round four again was washed out. So that's the 14s done. Under 16s, round one, Norwood played Warrandyte. We posted a score of two for 128. Maxi Parker top scored on 29, retired. And in reply, they were eight for 60, Warrandyte. Um, is that Johnston? Two for seven. That's a good win, boys. Well done. Uh, round two, played against East Ringwood. Um, we ended up, uh, East Ringwood posted six for 95. G Lawson got one for three. And then we replied eight for 98. And Fidelani top scored on 23. Well done, boys. Two good wins. All right, so round three, the boys ventured out to Wonga Park where the uh, coach lives behind the ground, so he was there nice and early. Uh, Wonga Park put on six for 145. Uh, best bowling figures. Looks like the skipper, G Lawson, probably bowled himself a bit too much. Two for 18 off eight overs. No one else even got close to that amount of overs. But, uh, typical Lawson. Typical Lawson, the Lorpedos. Um, two for six off three was McInern, which was pretty handy as well. Maybe Lawson should have given him a few more overs. All right, and then the boys replied, and unfortunately, they suffered their first defeat, being all bowled out for 128, with young Jamie Walker, young twos fella, making 31 as a top score. Uh, unfortunately, well, the boys didn't get a chance to reply in round four with a washout, but um, I'm sure that super coach Dan Mutsayers will have them ready to go in round five. Off to the fours. Round one, Norwood played St Andrews. St Andrews posted eight for 218. And our mate, Jaco, top score with 86. We then replied eight for 220. And again, Jaco got two for 16 off six. So probably the wrong grade for him. Guy can't bowl. Six is pretty good. Um, Off to round two, uh, Norwood played one turner. We batted first and... All out for two two eight. S Captain Harwood top score was sixty, and then Juan Turner ended up chasing it down eight for two nine one. Hoskins got three for twenty four. It's pretty impressive. Uh, round three was a washout. Um, I'll move off to the threes. Um, round one, the boys played Croydon Rangers. Croydon Rangers posted nine for one ninety, and one of the worst pitches and outfields I've ever seen in my life. Um, and old Bruiser got four for 28. Um, and then Norwood ended up chasing it down all out 208. And the better Riley, the better B Riley got top score of 46. Off to round two, Norwood played Heathwood and Norwood posted eight for 250 with top top score on 49. And Heathwood ended up in a really close run chase. Uh, ended up being bowled out for 2-4-2. And our mate, Captain Courageous Shirls, <laughs> wouldn't stop bowling himself. Couldn't walk for a week, but that's what you do. Uh, four for 61 off, um, I don't know, uh, some overs, probably a lot. Um, I'll hand the twos and the ones over to Bees. All right, so round one, the twos played under the new leadership of Mick Damano. Played Warren Dites twos and the boys put on 209. They were struggling a bit early until M Scalzo, and I'm sure he's mentioned it to a few people, oh made no. 73. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, he was sure to come back to the club for results this week. 
Uh, then Warren Dyke were bowled out for 192, handing Mickey's first win, which was good. And looks as if the skipper had the best figures as well. Bowled himself at the right time, obviously. Three for 17 was Mick DeMano. Well done, Mickey. Well done, Mickey. And then round two, we saw the boys play Warrenwood, where they bowled them out for 140 at Quamby Reserve. And best figures... We'd have to go to Hayden Kelly, two for 19 off six overs, which was pretty handy from old age. And then the boys came out to bat, one for 146, and H. Kelly put on 86. And let's not forget to mention Glenn Colonel Martin made 51. A pretty easy win there for the boys. Three votes, H. Kelly. Love it. I'd probably give it to Colonel, mate, personally. (laughs) I wouldn't. (laughs) Uh, Round three, we saw the skipper do a rain dance to get himself to Flemington, so there was a washout. All right, round one, we saw the Ones also venture out to Warrandyte, where they bowled out Warrandyte for 141. Uh, Warrandyte's first innings, not a whole lot for Warrandyte fans to uh, look forward to there. With the main damage going to the new fella, Adam Baker, four for 23, and he bowled really well. Lovely. Uh the boys then had a bat where we saw our first glimpse of Ben Hasty post Ringwood days, and he made 138 off 96 balls. And first 100 club of the year went off, which was awesome to see. Boys made a decision to declare on 218, putting Warrandyte back in, and we saw Adam Baker again do the damage with 4 for 27, and Luke Barber 4 for 51. So, great win there. Just missing out in the outrun, unfortunately. Good start, Adam. He's not bad from Batesy, is it? It's pretty impressive. All right. Round two, we saw Warrenwood, where the boys bowled Warrenwood out for 109. Uh, The main damage again, Adam Baker, five for 37. Stop it. Who is this bloke? Be good if he uh, doesn't look like a cricketer, according to the skipper, Sam Story. Uh, Be good if we can see him take wickets continuously like that. Uh... A very rain-affected week two saw a high score from Lloyd Jordan of 34, and that just got the boys over the line, 7 for 110, so pretty close game, that. Yeah, very, very good by Geordie Boy. And then round three, unfortunately, we saw another washout due to Mick DeMano's rain dance to get to Flemington. <laughs> I'll take the women's results, Beegs. You just sit back and have a relax. Round one, Norwood played Box Hill. Norwood posted 7 for 85. K. Ralph top scored on 23. And Box Hill ended up getting the runs none for. Matthews Morrow, best figures, none for 11 off 4. So bad luck to the girls there. Off to round 2, Norwood played launching place. Norwood posted 6 for 43. Ash Barber top scored on 15. And launching place chased the girls down none for. Um, again, start of the year. I'm sure the girls will get better as we go on. Uh, round three, Norwood played Heatherdale. Norwood posted 76. K. Ralph top scored on 15. And Heatherdale only got 63. Matthews Morrow, two for five off four. Very impressive. Good win. Round four, Norwood posted 13. And Upper Gully ended up chasing them down one far. Um, the girls said Upper Gully were a very impressive outfit. Um, the girls are going to work hard to get there one day on their way. Round five, Norwood played Belgrave. Uh, Norwood posted four for 92. Uh, K. Ralph 
top scored 55 not eight. Not out, sorry, apologies. And Belgrave ended up chasing the girls down none for 94. But um, I think there was only one over to go or something. So I think that was a bit closer than it looked. Um, round six, Norwood played Churnside Park. The girls posted three for 121. K Ralph again, 52 not out. It's unbelievable. One weekend, 107 odd runs not going out. That's very impressive. Churnside Park were only able to post six for 81. And. My favourite, Helmo, two for six off one, which means I believe Tracy's got more wickets and more runs than her husband. So, well done, Trace, the much better cricketer. Welcome to On the Couch with Poison. Today's guest has been with the club for the past three seasons and will enter his season as his fourth at the helm. It is none other than Sean DeCretzer. Many will talk about Sean's prolific attitude, prolific run-scoring ability, and terrific leadership, but it is only as you get to know the man behind the coach that you fully understand what a family-first, fun-loving, and fun guy is. At a glance at Sean's My Cricket profile will tell you that he has scored 8,884 runs, it's ridiculous, in 295 matches. But as you will find out in our chat with him, his cricket journey has taken him to the highest level an amateur can reach, whilst running into some big names along the way, as he explains to us in his understated way. We hope this interview we pre-recorded earlier in the week gives you an insight into our coach's career. Please enjoy. Welcome, Sean. Um, I just wanted to know what the first club that you played at was. Uh, yep, so first club was Heatherdale Cricket Club. Uh, started when I was... Uh, I think seven years old, um, landed from Sri Lanka, 1996 in January, and I think I started playing soon afterward, had no idea what I was doing, but it was awesome fun. Um, anyone else in your family play cricket? Yep, so I've got three brothers, uh, all used to play cricket or still play cricket, and my old man um, played cricket at a pretty high level back in Sri Lanka. Um, school cricket's massive over there, so he he was in one of the top colleges and was opening the batting there. And yeah, so passed that on to his four boys. Mm. Mm. Very good. I didn't know that about it. That's, that's very good. It's <laughs> very good. It's a good question, that one. Um, what's the best ground that you've played at, view-wise and maybe atmosphere? Uh, look, it'd probably have to be either the Junction Oval uh, in St Kilda or the Albert, uh, which is Melbourne Cricket Ground's old home ground. So both of those were beautiful places to play cricket. Okay. White picket fences. Not Norwood. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, what's the best player? So it could be uh, batter, bowler, fielder. What's the best player you've played against? Oh, by far. Um, Brad Hodge uh, came out to bat. Playing for Melbourne, wasn't playing for Australia and Victoria at the time. Uh, Strode out to the crease and was just unbelievable. It just, uh, like the bowling attack was pretty strong that day and he just, we were chasing leather for (sighs) ages. And to be frank, I actually didn't want him him out. I just wanted to keep watching him bat. It was unbelievable. He even said to one of our opening bowlers, he goes, mate, you're not even bowling badly. I'm just batting really well. <laughs> I was like, 
He was actually a ripping fella. Like he, like after the game, like I was just a young whippersnapper. You know, he didn't have to come and talk to me. I was a nobody to him. And he comes up to me after the game and starts talking to me about what he liked about while I was batting, and then gave me a tip about the way I was holding uh, the bat. And he said, "Look." You know, take it, take it or leave it. Doesn't matter. But this is what I saw. This is what I think could help you. And um, I thought he was an absolute um, gem of a bloke. Just really good guy. Um, completely the opposite to what I'd heard mm. about him um, before I met him and played against him. And yeah, Brad Hodge. For That's sure. good. Very good. Very very good. Um, best RDCA bowler you've faced. Um, good question. So, probably my first season here at Ring uh, at Norwood, it was um, it'd probably be the opening bowler from Ringwood that's now playing at Wanny South, is it? Okay. Yeah, Drewy McKay. Yep, he bowls some really good seeds that day um, he nicked me off and the bloke at second slip or whatever spilled it but um, he was he's probably bowled probably the best spell I've had in the RDCA I would think yeah can't think of any others so the quickest or just no no just a shape just a good just a good spell yeah yeah good good bowler um, hit the deck hard Probably the quickest I've faced in the RDCA. Do you want to know that or not? Oh, I'd love to know that. Yeah, yep. the when quickest. You ask yourself your own questions. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> the quickest bowler I've faced, apart from Sam Beagley, uh, on a <laughs> Tuesday and Thursday night. Pedestrian. Um, it probably have to be Sheriff Sheriff Spell away at Warrandyte. Um, he bowled some smoke. I'd, I'd I wasn't out there long enough to tell you too much because he nicked me off. So, yeah, Sheriff was probably the quickest I've faced in the RDCA, I think. Now, talking about quicker, we're going to have a poll um, all year with uh, every different interviewer about who you think is a quicker bowler, Bruce or Sheryl. Oh, look, hands down. Hands down, Sheryl's. Okay. Yeah, we'll never be close. put you down for Decretza, Sheryl. Okay, beautiful. Okay, so you've answered the ones about the RDCA bowlers. Who is the fastest bowler that you've ever faced? That's a fantastic little segue, Lucas. Thanks, uh, mate. Do you know what a segue is? Mm, sure. You've you're, just nailed it. You're right so, around the city in New York. Yeah, so... <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> um, no, I guess the fastest bloke... Not I guess. Without a shadow of a doubt. The, the fastest bloke I've ever faced was a guy that ended up playing for Australia and his name was Brad Williams. Now, some of the older blokes would remember Brad Williams, but he was not getting a gig for Victoria because his body kept on breaking down and Victoria were giving him some rubbish stories about why they're not picking him. Anyway, this day was at Jubilee uh, at Ringwood and Decretza was in the ones far, like way out of his depth. Should not have been there. No. I was 18 years old, 
there's no way I'd earned my stripes to be in the ones. The first 11 had lost five out of their top 11 players and all of a sudden Decretza was thrown in uh, anyway. Yep. So there I am. Uh, Talking about yourself in the third person. There I am. I'm mm-hmm. facing Brad mm-hmm. Williams yep. at Ringwood and no word of a lie, I was still playing the shot and the keeper is flicking the ball to first slip. (laughs) And I was like, holy crap, like I'm in a world of trouble here. To make things worse, there's a couple of little subplots here. My dad is on the sideline with a video camera. He's never, like, never on the sideline with a video. He's on the sideline with a video camera watching, and I'm thinking to myself... My dad is going to film his son's murder. <laughs> that, that's what he's going to... I kid you not. And, and, and I was... Honestly, like, I'm not pumping this story up anymore because I, I was literally, like, I was petrified. Because when you were facing... When I faced up to Brad Williams, I looked behind and Rob Templeton, the keeper of the Melbourne Cricket Club and like a club legend, games record hold. He's just, he's massive at Melbourne Creek Club. I look behind and holy crap, like he's like probably like well outside the um, circle, like a long way to the boundary. And I'm thinking, he's a long way back. <laughs> Surely this bloke can't be that quick. Yeah, he was. He was. He was lightning. And so at Heatherdale, like they taught you to be tough, right? They taught you to never flinch. They taught you to stand up to opening bowlers and look them in the eye and all of that sort of stuff. And this particular day, I'd I don't know what possessed me. Uh, he was running down the track and yelling expletives at me to the point that he's telling me I'm going to effing kill you. And deep within my heart, I'm thinking, yes, you are. Mm. You are going to kill me And my today. dad's going to film it. And my dad's <laughs> going to film it. But on this, on this moment, I don't know what came over me, but I told him to get that red thing in your hand and get back to the top of your mark and bowl the thing, mate. And from that moment on, there was maybe one ball in my half of the pitch. Everything was just through here and I was ducking and weaving and trying to stay intact. But Brad Williams was just like fuming. How dare this little whippersnapper Mm -hmm. tell me to get back to the top of my mark and bowl the thing. Just dumb, like really dumb. Kids out there, if you're listening, <laughs> don't do that. When there's a really fast bowler, don't do that stupid stuff. How many runs did you make, though? Uh, did, you that, nick, did you nick off to him? No, no, I was determined not to give my wicket to him. Yep. Um, I got like 25 runs that day and made sure that I didn't get out to this peanut. But, yeah, he he just wanted to kill me. <laughs> um, now, who is the most exciting player 
at Nord. One that gets the juices flowing. Right. Um, you can break it into three categories, or you can just give me like a fielder and a bowler and a batsman, or you can just give me one all-rounder. Mm. So, like, I've only just gotten a glimpse of Ben Hasty in round one. Round two wasn't so great, but... No, um, it's not great. <laughs> but round one uh, was unbelievable. That's probably the most destructive innings I've seen or been a part of at local grade level. So he's definitely exciting, mm. um, just purely from an entertainment factor and just was a class above on that particular day. But if you're talking about like an all-round package, like bat and ball, um, just probably the magic, magic that he can bring to a game and can really just turn the game on its head, it was probably Luke Barber. Mm. Um, just his ability to find a way to break a partnership or just do something freakish out in the field. Get a hat trick. Yeah, that or type a double of thing. Hat-trick. Yeah, that yep. type of thing. Yep. So yeah, probably I'd say Luke Barber because he can actually hit a ball pretty well as well. Mm. So yeah, probably Luke Barber. Okay. Um, and what was it the uh, there might have been a couple of things but what was the big thing that drew you to Norwood that uh, made it so appealing well I guess the 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 thing that kept on coming back to me is Willow our is he our current president he is our current president yes Mark Wilson our current president current, current yeah. president yes are you going to be shafting him Yes. You are yes, too. Yes, I am. <laughs> I don't know if I want to continue this interview. It doesn't matter. It sucks. We've recorded it. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. The president that I fell in love with yep. and drew me here was Mark Wilson, who probably for the last three seasons before I came to Norwood would, was like clockwork. He'd ring me at about the same time every year and was really, really passionate about the club and really passionate about where he wanted to take the club and the playing group that was here and the list that he had. Um, The year before I came, I actually came for an interview here and I was really close to signing. Um, But I said to him, I want to have a look at your list. I want to have a look at your team list from the first 11 or the first and seconds and I want to know the age brackets in that list and that was probably one of the key things uh, obviously um, there, there was a I won't, I won't lie there was a good remuneration package in place as well um, but the list and the opportunity to shape a club was a really big carrot the other thing about it uh, Lucas mm-hmm. can I call you Lucas mm-hmm. or do you prefer poison no no um, the other thing about it, Lucas, was uh, that um, I'd never coached away from... I'd never been head coach away from my home club, which is Heatherdale, and it's a really safe environment. 
and one that I've known since I was seven years old. So to come, if, you, if you're serious about maybe taking on a Premier League gig one day as a head coach, on your CV, you need to show um, that you've coached in different environments, in different leagues, in different um, you know, divisions as well. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think there was a couple of things. The list, when I looked at the list, it was a really young list and uh, it, it had plenty of talent plus the fact that they had just missed out on the finals the year before I came. They were like equal on points or something and missed out per- mm. by a percentage or something like that. So, and I still believe that list is just as good if not better now and will get better in the future when our Premier League kids come back. Um, that, for me, that's got to be our goal as a club is to keep pumping out as good a cricketers as we can with the hope that we have the right environment here that they always want to come back home. Always. Yep. That's a very good thing to do. Um, so last question. Who uh, really trained the house down pre-season for you? Who was the guy that uh, that just put in the extra effort pre-season and made sure that um, they got everybody up and about and really drew a crowd, which is what cricket clubs are all about these days, pre-seasons? I really feel that's a bit of a leading question. It is a leading yeah, question. Yeah, because... so. Uh, well, I think without a doubt, like no joke, all jokes aside, I think the the effect that you have on the group, Lucas, is I think you have a positive energy about you that um, draws people in, and there's always good banter around the nets. Um, so yeah, I think I think commitment wise and attitude wise, and your willingness to um, like approach me away from the group and ask me about some key areas that you wanted to improve in your game, I think that's the attitude we want throughout the whole club is to have a mentality of, well, you're never, uh, you're never too old to learn something new. I think if we can foster that throughout the whole club, we're going to have a really, really strong club throughout all the grades. That's a perfect answer. That's the best answer you've given. <laughs> okay, well, that's very good, mate. I appreciate your time. No worries, Lucas. Thanks for your time. <laughs> appreciate it. And uh, just a plug for some upcoming events down at Nord. We've got a Cricket Blast program starting on the 25th of October at 5pm on Fridays. Uh, runs every week. It's $100. Uh, it includes a free blaster pack, which includes a cricket bat and some renegades and stars equipment. Good stuff for the kids. Uh, it's all about making friends and, and uh, you sort of get expert coaching. So that's really a good one for the kids to get down. And the second one is the family night on November 16th. Uh, all seniors and juniors welcome. Uh, this is a big thing for Norwood to get our seniors and our juniors to come together as one. Uh, it starts at 6.30. There's a spit roast and salads, uh, $10 per person and $20 a family. $20 a family, that's an absolute bargain. Uh, it's sponsored by Conifer Plumbing, uh, which is one of the boys that uh, co- is a captain of our threes. 
Um, and re- first results are read out at 7pm. So come join us down there for a great night. Uh, we'll see you down there. Also, this podcast um, is sponsored by Nomus, reblocking and underpinning. Um, underpinning, sorry, the subfloor specialists. Call Simon. Um, he's a big sponsor of our club. Both his boys um, play down there as well. Um, head down there. Call him 0411646886. Thanks, mate. And that's us done. Week one, Beggs. We got through it. Yeah, just by the skin of our teeth, mate. Yeah, just. I like it. It'll become more relaxed and more easy going. Um, Beggs and I aren't professionals. We're just a couple of clowns. Speak trying to yourself, get the mate. voice out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> trying to get the voice out for the club. So, um I'm sure it'll become smoother as we go, but um, we're out of time, so thanks for joining us um, and uh, look forward to uh, doing it all again next week. Say bye, Beggs. See you, guys.